This championship, it, it has meant everything to me. Absolutely everything. I, I've I worked my entire career to hold this. But it's not, it's not just mine. It never has been. Each and every one of you holds a piece of this. It's symbolic. But now it's time for me to, to come out here and do what I, what I have to do. Relinquish the world championship. In closing, I want to thank all of you because this has been one hell of a ride. Thank you. Dumps Ellis, keeping the dribble alive, going bank. Fink on the roll, able to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome everybody to the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Podcast Postseason Edition. Ooh. Yeah, the postseason's not the same this year because you're missing your two hosts. I am Big Joe, and with me as always, my best friend, Greg. At least you made the playoffs in the Dynasty. We were just chatting. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time ever Greg and I are missing the playoffs in the same year in the Legacy League. That's a league that started in 1999. It's a long time. And now we're both on the outside looking in. We had a good run. But we still have to talk about it. I know. It's horrible. <laughs> I demand a recount. Everywhere. Um, everybody wants to talk about their fantasy team. They don't want to talk about somebody else's fantasy team. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll play each other in the loser's bracket and we'll give a 20-minute preview about that. I want to say thank you and welcome to our new and returning listeners. Um, maybe I should have done a little better promotion of this podcast. Our audience of 15 might be growing this week, so oh. hopefully you guys... By how uh, many? I don't know. Twofold? Hey, that'd be perfect. Two people would even be great. <laughs> uh, this is your first time listening. Thank you. Uh, we try to bring you all the updates from the Big View Sports Fantasy Football Leagues each and every Thursday. And what better time to listen than the playoffs? So let's get things rolling right away with our quick three. Starting off with tweet number one is from Late Round QB. This week, a non-James Robinson running back got a carry for Jacksonville for the first time since week nine. James Robinson is an undrafted wow. rookie running back who has been an absolute workhorse. Man. This is the team that cut Leonard Fournette before the year and just said, you know what? This undrafted kid looks good enough for us. Give him the ball every time. Unbelievable. Hell of a steal. If you picked him up, most likely after your draft this year, you're in the playoffs. That's a free RB1. Yeah, at the, at the end of every fantasy season, I think it's ESPN, they go through and they put down, you know, what players were on, you know, this percentage of championship teams. I, I got to think he's going to be on at least 10% of championship teams. Tweet number two comes from Ryan Mick 23 Here, you'll like this, talking about running backs. McKissick, Gullman, Davis, and Hines have the same number of RB1 games as Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Wow. That just shows you, you do not win your league at the draft. And tweet number three comes from Junior Football Nerd. It doesn't apply to this league, but in case any of you guys play in Yahoo Leagues and you have a buy, oh. do not set your lineup if you have a buy in Yahoo Leagues. Yahoo is different than everyone else. If you have a player on your bench that you didn't start, you can cut him at any time. Oh. So if he gets hurt during the game this week and he's on your bench, you can cut him. This happened last year with Calvin Ridley. He got hurt during week 14, and so if you were on Yahoo, you were able just to dump him right there and move on. You don't. It's an extra three days you know, kind of work ahead. So if you're in another league that happens to be in Yahoo and you have a bye, congratulations. Don't set a lineup. That's big. That, that's my wife, actually. She, uh, there you go. She, she won the regular season Good in, for in Liz. our Yahoo league. Congratulations, Liz. With a little help from yours truly, but it, it was her team. I just gave her this tip, so that'll hopefully get her the big win this week. Well, I told two her weeks. for the playoffs, she's on her own. I, I'm not setting lineups for her. I'm not picking anybody up for her. She has my number. I'll help her out. <laughs> 
Star of the week this week, a tight end who is basically wide receiver number one, Darren Waller. He was open like every play against the Jets, it seemed like. 38 and a half points. And watching that game, you know, it beat me up because I had him in the Dynasty League last year and I traded yeah. him away. I said, you know what? I like Mark Andrews. I'll trade away Waller. I even had him in the Legacy League last year for cheap, a dollar. Traded him away for Antonio Brown, who didn't play a single game for me last year. Yeah, but would you have really kept a tight end who wasn't <sighs> Kelsey or Kittle? Maybe. For a buck? The game of the week comes from the Coast to Coast Dynasty League. It was Ryan Beers taking on Nick. What a game. So many implications on the line. If Nick got the win, he earned the first round by. If Ryan got the win, he was going to make the playoffs because his brother was going to lose to Dirk. It all came down to Monday evening football. Yeah, we'll call it. Juju needed to get under 7.6 points for Ryan to win. And until midway through the fourth quarter, Juju had three catches for three yards, and it looked good. And then the one drive came along, and Juju got targeted four times, and he had seven catches for however many yards he finished with, and he was a half a point away. And I was like, literally on the edge of my seat. Samantha and I were watching, cheering for Ryan. Like, <laughs> this guy has lost so many high-scoring close games. It's yeah. one thing to lose a close game, mm-hmm. but when you lose a close game 120 to 121, that's bullshit. That's and that, a killer. That hurts so much in fantasy. I mean, I'm Heartbreak Hotel. I can tell you about Heartbreak, especially this year. And I felt for that guy, and I was rooting for him. Nick, your team's awesome. You're going to score 160 points next week. You don't need the buy. Actually, they play each other again this week. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan got the win and earned himself a rematch, so that's going to be exciting. But that game was, it was cool to be so excited about a game I wasn't involved in. It was nice. So congrats, Ryan, and good luck this week against Nick in that rematch. All right, now let's hear from Samantha, or me, uh, your scores from the Legacy League. (laughs) Greg McClucky made sure he won some money this year, getting high points and beating Lynette 135-95. Kedzo continued his hot streak, winning 135-94 over Jeff to earn a first-round buy. The Farts took down Dave, 112-95, to get some momentum heading into the postseason. Kyle got his 10th win of the year, beating Corpy, 92-63. Big Joe wins the imaginary Joe Bowl versus Joe Stortz, 116-108, to earn a participation trophy. And Fink wins 91-77 and sticks Ryan with the bill for the draft next year. Yes, as you just heard, Greg McClucky, he's not going down without a fight. 135.65 just edges out Kedzo, 135.4. But Kedzo does pass me in week 13 and gets the high points crown on the year. Thank God. He got the most points overall but by just a few. Uh, I will not lie. I looked this morning and tried to switch my lineup to putting Gasicki for Ingram because I said, hey, at least that'll just bump me ahead of him. It'll have no effect on the rest of the league except my trash talk will be able a little bit more justified going forward, but I was too late. I couldn't do that. I had to have done it last night, so that didn't happen. But still, congrats, Ben. Second seed overall. Gets that by. We talked about the food watch. Yes. You did it. I did. You avoided the chef's hat. It took a long time. It did. <laughs> it was a scary year for you. It was. But unfortunately, uh, you passed that along to the team you beat this week. Ryan Morbido has, uh, quote unquote, earned the right to cater the draft, which coincidentally is funny. We had remote drafters this year, of course, and two of them were together, the team who scored the most points and the team who scored the least amount of points. Maybe give them some more tips next year, Ben. Yeah. Be a friend. <laughs> now, but quickly, before we get in the playoff matches, the last you're going to hear about Heartbreak Hotel this year, because 
because uh, as you heard, Ben did pass me. I don't believe you. I do. And all this is this is you know the last four years were it's a wonderful run. I was in the finals four years in a row, and three of those championships. You guys have all heard about it. We had great moments in Heartbreak Hotel history. There was a party and a celebration, and you know I've been a wonderful champion, but it's time for me to pass the reins on to somebody else. Time's not right now. I just need like five more minutes to talk about how good my team was and how bullshit this season was. So real quickly. All right, I said I needed to do three. I needed to lead the league in points against, which I did. Yep. I needed to lead the league in points for, which I just missed, and mm-hmm. I needed to outscore the number two C points. So I didn't do either of those, so boom, all right, no problem. But, of course, I'm not going to go down like that. I'm a sore loser, and I just wanted to see how my team would have done had I had a few oh, other people's schedules. Oh, no, you're going into that can of worms. I had to. That's ooh. I had to. So just real quickly... You know, Greg, uh, you had a rough year. I did. If I would have had your schedule, I would have finished 7-5-1. and one. one, because I would have played myself and tied that week. So sure. there could be a tie everywhere we go. So not bad, but probably a playoff team. 7-6, right. and six, maybe 8-5, yeah. we'll see. Our number one overall seed, Kyle, if I would have had his schedule, I would have finished 8-4-1. and one. Hmm. That's a playoff team. Playoffs. Yeah, maybe a bye. Dave, another playoff team, I would have finished 9-3-1. and one. Oh, top two seed. Yeah, Kedzo, you know, number two seed this year, I would have finished 9-3-1. and one. Hmm. So all pretty good records there. Very good. You know, Stortz, he allowed the least amount of points this year. He oh. had a hell of a defense this year. <laughs> I would have finished 9-2-2. Two and two. I played him twice, so there are two ties there. But would have done pretty well there. I would have a winning record. If I had anyone else's schedule this year, I would have made the playoffs. But I had my own. Now, just on the flip side, because why the hell not? If you guys would have played my schedule, you, for example, if you would have played my schedule, your first win would have came in Week 7. And you would have finished three nine and one. Yeah, I, I was a little slow to get going this year. Yeah, Stortz would have finished three eight and one. Uh-huh. Steve three nine and one. I told you he was terrible. Dave would have finished three nine and one. Wow, really? Kyle six six and one. Ooh. Kedzo nine three and one. Oh, he's you got know, a, that good was a good team, year. Man. So, uh-huh. oh, I didn't make the playoffs. We have a new champion. I'm excited to uh, crown a new winner. It's, you sound like it. Of course, I'm not excited. <laughs> but. I think I've definitely won enough, so I can't get too greedy. I what's fair is fair. You play the teams on your schedule, and I, you know, whether I lost one twenty to one nineteen or eighty eight to eighty seven, I still lost. And you know, I've I won some close games because Nick Chubb lost the contact or decided to go out of bounds. I won because of that. So it's fantasy football. That's what makes it fun. Good luck to the six teams in the playoffs. I think some of you have a much better chance than others. And let's just be honest. We've run this league for 20 years now, and it's the first time you and I have not been in the playoffs. Not one of us. COVID year. Yeah. It took a global pandemic to take me down from the championship, guys. Mm -hmm. A global pandemic to... to so let's talk about the teams who have a chance to win. Why don't we? We said it before. Kyle and Kidzo, you got to buy. Those teams both deserve it. Uh, Kyle hung on. He, it was close. He could have got past, but, you know, Corpy just decides to shit the bed. So Yeah, Kyle's been starting to scare me these last few weeks. So Kyler Murray. Yeah. He goes as Kyler goes. I mean, yeah. Delvin Cook's going to be Delvin Cook, and he's, he'll be all right there. But if Kyler Murray gets you 12, Kyle's going to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. But we do have a 3-6 matchup. Dave taking on Corpy. They played in week number one, and Dave got the win there. Uh, the key to win for Dave He's got young rookie running backs, and uh, they've been hitting the wall lately. Gibson just got beat up. James Robinson has been he's been doing well, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, gosh, it's like a screw job this past week. He got activated and never saw the field, so. Yeah, that was weird. Dave's going to go as his rookie RBs go, in my opinion. What do you think? You know, what? one of the things I think Dave should be a little more worried about is his quarterback situation. He, he's got Taysom Hill in there as a starting quarterback. You know, I, I'm not knocking Hill by any means as a quarterback. He's definitely proven over the last three weeks that he is capable of being a starting NFL quarterback. 
but it, it gives me pause. Breeze, is he coming back? Is he not? You know, we're not quite sure right now. Is Taysom due for a bad game? It's certainly possible. He doesn't have a long track record of being an NFL quarterback. Three starts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, you never know what's around the corner. That's only three more than you and I. You know, I, I'd be really worried about that quarterback spot. I, I'd be looking to pick up somebody off waivers maybe that was a little more of a surefire thing. I mean, Taysom Hill, you go with his rushing yard baseline is where he gets you. I mean, he threw for 78 yards two weeks ago, so he's not necessarily going to get you points through the air, but he does know his targets. He knows the target. Michael Thomas, when he does throw, half the targets go to Michael Thomas, so he's smart about it Got that down. Definitely something to watch. Dave's been playing the waiver wire on quarterbacks all year, so we'll see if he can ride that for three more weeks. On the other side of the ball is Corpion, and in my opinion, his key to win is his a healthy running back. He's been riding Giovanni Bernard since Mixon's been out. Ooh. And Mixon's out another week. They're saying he's not playing. Hopefully we'll see Swift this week, but, I mean, he's up in the air. If Corpy doesn't get a running back, he's got no chance. He's projected to keep it close, but I don't think it's going to be as close as they say. You know, he might be able to overcome that lack of running backs if his wide receivers take over the way they might be able to. Uh, I mean, he's got DK, you know, one of the best receivers this year, if not the best. Michael Thomas, he's finally back. Hopefully, Taysom Hill keeps chucking it up to him. Allen Robinson, who knows what's going on with his quarterback. Whoever it is, they're not going to be that good anyways. And Brandon Cooks, he's still alive. Will Fuller's out. Do, do you look at him more? There's definitely potential there with his wide receivers to have a big week. In the other matchup, the 4-5 matchup, we have Steve taking on Lynette. This is another rematch from week number one where Steve got the win. The key to victory for Steve, in my opinion, comes down to his quarterback. He's built his team around his keeper, Lamar, so his team's going to go as Lamar goes. You saw it in the game this week. Lamar, depending on his rushing, did have a, few, a couple nice passes, but again, it's sort of that Taysom Hill thing. He has that rushing baseline, and if you can get that from Lamar, your team's going to be all right, but he needs Lamar to be Lamar if he's going to be successful in the playoffs. What do you think? So this week, Steve really needs a bounce back game from Keenan Allen. The whole LA Chargers did absolutely terrible last week on offense. I mean, they they just didn't even show up. Completely out coached. Yeah, so out coached. Lynn's in trouble. Lynn's in real trouble. Yeah. But Keenan Allen needs to come back for him. He doesn't have horses that. I, I mean, he's got a couple in Kamara and Jackson, but other than that, his team's not real deep. He needs his big guys to come through, and they need to come through big. And Keenan Allen's been very big for him all year, and he really needs him this week. He's taking on Lynette. The key to victory for Lynette, in my opinion, is he has Chris Carson and Russell Wilson going up against the Jets this week, which would obviously be a plus matchup in your opinion. But they do have a new defensive coordinator after the debacle last week at the end of the game. So will that be a motivated defense? And of course, you can only get touchdowns from one of those two guys. He's going to need the Seahawks to put up a lot of points. I don't really think that he needs anybody to go off this week. I, I think he just needs his guys hit their projections or hit close to him. And I, I think he can slide through this week. I, I really don't think Steve has that good of a team. So I, I think Lynette's going to win. So you're repeating what you've said the last 13 weeks. Yes. God, he better not win the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck to those four teams. Uh, once again, we'll be watching from the outside. So let's move along to something a little bit happier. Samantha, how about some scores from the Coast to Coast League? Yeah. Team Beers wins a thriller over Nick, 130 to 129, and is rewarded with a rematch next week. Derg blows out the other Team Beers, 153 to 96, to win the AFC and earn a bye. Fink wins this year's rubber match over Joe, 115 to 95. 
cap squeaks by Duncan 122 to 118 as he heads into the playoffs and Trent takes down Chafee 122 to 98 before he looks for revenge next week against cap. All right. In the coast to coast league. Well, Greg, you earned the buy like, uh, Everyone kind of expected for the last, I don't know, 10 or 11 weeks. Yeah. And in the AFC, uh, Dirk got the bye thanks to that game of the week that we talked about earlier. It is a rematch in the 3-6 matchup like we talked about, Nick and Ryan. Hopefully it's uh, exciting as this past week's was. And the key to win for Dr. Beers, to me, is his QB decision. Mm. I don't think you're starting Cam this week. And you rolled with Rivers last week. I'm not sure that's the same guy you go with again. It's going to be tough. I mean, there's not a lot of options on the waiver wire, but uh, when you're going up against Mahomes, you want a decent quarterback going against him. Yeah, if you get 15 points from your quarterback in a playoff game, you're probably done. Yeah. You need more points than that. I I think the key for him this week is going to be the Browns. He needs his Browns that he's got in his starting lineup to have good weeks. That would be Nick Chubb and the Browns defense. They're playing Baltimore. Tough game. Um, Browns have a good record this year, though. It'll be interesting to see what happens. On the other side, Nick's key to victory, in my opinion, as we spoke about earlier, he has Patrick Mahomes, but Ryan has Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Man. So... It's going to come down to Mahomes throwing touchdowns to Sammy Watkins and Mecole Hardman. Or run them in, running them in. That's huge. So yeah. I wished Ryan good luck, and I said the best way to beat Mahomes is have Hill or Kelsey because you're going to take some of the points away. Yeah. So we'll see what Mahomes does this week against Miami. What do you think the key is for Nick? So the key for Nick in this game is really just to have his players live up to their expectations. Both of these guys have very good teams. You, you mentioned Phillip Rivers as a weakness on one side, but... To be honest with you, neither of these teams have huge weaknesses. If Nick's guys just show up and do what they're supposed to do, he's going to be real tough to beat. He's got some favorable matchups for guys this week. DK is going up against the Jets. Corey Davis going up against Jacksonville. He's got some opportunity here. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, this is a guy who scored like 170 points in a week. I've struggled to score 100 in some weeks this year. So, yeah, yeah it's just if he just comes to play, he's in good shape. So it's going to be tough for Ryan to yeah. win two weeks in a row. These two are they're behemoths in this league. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're real good. Now, on your side of the bracket, it's a little bit easier. The 4-5 matchup features Trent against Capriati. Capriati is 2-0 and this year in their matchups, but listen to this. It's by a combined 4.7 points total. Whoa. Jeez. So these two are like two evenly matched teams. This one's going to be close again. You can just feel it. For Capriati, the key to win is his workhorse running backs. He has Kamara and Zeke, and lately those horses have been ponies, so they need to show up to play. Zeke's not been Zeke, and with Taysom Hill, Kamara's not been Kamara, so for Capriati's sake, hopefully those running backs come to play. Yeah, and kind of expanding on that a little bit, for Capriati, I I feel like he needs his flex positions to come through. Pretty heavy at the top with Kamara, Elliott, Adams, but after that, you get into Nelson Aguilar, Frank Gore, Gabe Davis. I I mean, they're, they're not exactly household fantasy names. So if those guys can come through and post decent weeks, get a touchdown and 40 yards, you know, he's going to have a real good chance of winning. And on the other side for Trent, I think the key to victory is going to be his running backs coming through. Ronald Jones, J.K. Dobbins, and David Johnson. Obviously not big names when compared to Kamara and Elliott, not this year at least. He has great wide receivers in Lockett, Diggs, and Cooper. They're going to get him the points he needs. So it's hopefully his running backs can keep up. Yeah, I think for Trent, he needs the teams, the actual football teams that are favored this week to do well and put up points. Uh, I know you could say that for every week, but... It especially rings true this week for him. You know, he's got Rodgers going up against the Lions. Got Baltimore going up against Cleveland. You know, Seattle going up against the Jets with Tyler Lockett. 
He needs the guys who have favorable matchups to do well. He is projected to get the win, 121 to 116 and a half as of right now. And again, after losing two close games in the regular season, it's always hard to beat a team three times, especially when those first two were by less than five total points. Ooh, squeakers. In the loser's bracket, again, we are playing for pick 101. We have uh, myself going against Chafee oh. and then Duncan going against uh, Team B Beers. Does Duncan uh, know that like there is a loser's bracket? Uh, I'll inform him, but... It, in his situation, the worst case is he is the 102. Mm-hmm. So we are playing for the 101. He has the worst record, so he'd at least get bumped to the 102. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, toilet bowl next week. We don't need to give too much time to the teams that missed the playoffs. Sure. In the chopping block, we have week one of the finals in the books. Jay has a big lead, 127 to 95. You know, this one's for all the marbles. Uh, as far as I've heard, there's no split going on. It's going to be oh. a five. And it just, I wouldn't if I'm Jay. 30-point nice. lead, I'm not offering any sort of split. You nah. take that 500. I think Dan's fandom might have cost him. He started three Packers. Oh, no. And he didn't have the right Packer. He didn't have Devonta Adams. So we all know how hard it is to ignore the fan and fantasy. I mean, it's the reason I had Jason Hansen on my team for so many years because I love the Lions. It is a little easier when you're a Lions fan. Yeah, now I don't give a shit. I don't don't need anybody. (laughs) Stortz is beating Dave 130 to 126. This game means absolutely nothing. There's no need to have a lineup. We did not cut their teams just because we didn't need super-duper teams against super-duper teams. But uh, Stortz wants to win. Yeah. I had to tell him the coolest Jets, though. But it's still showing pride. uh, 130 to 126, and those would have been a hell of a matchup with Jay at 127. Yeah. So, Dan, you got some work cut out for you, but I think you'll do something. I don't think you'll make it exciting. I hope so. Yeah. In my other leagues, my 20 for 20 regular season is in the books. I made the playoffs in 11 of them and missed it in nine. Not bad. ESPN free leagues, playoffs only feature four teams, not six. So there's no oh, buy. So, okay. So that's making than the I playoffs thought. in 11 leagues. Yeah. Yeah. It's not out a of coin 12. Flip. Exactly. That's yeah. pretty good. I did have a team that was nine and four miss the playoffs. I was surprised Ooh. by that. And I had a team that was seven and six make it. So, in the other leagues that I care about more, the BWO league, I lost by uh, two points to Ryan Koenig, but I held off Ray in points. So I did win the division. All right. Uh, unfortunately, Gwelly beat Tom. And Scott lost, so I get to play Gwelly next week in yes. the first round of the playoffs. Yes. How exciting is uh, that going to be? That's how fantasy works. You know, it's fantasy gods know what's up, so that'll be exciting. And uh, in the IDP Promo League, Samantha and I, last year we finished 1-2 overall oh. in the regular season and then got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, of course. This year we finished 7-8, and eight. so it's time to play spoiler again and upset the 1-2 and two seed. Eight teams in the playoffs, though. That's, that's exciting. Should we do that in the Legacy League? No? Seven? We'll go seven next year. Maybe seven next year. Do do the high points thing. All right, now it's time for our weekend watch. Let's take a look at the games this weekend. But before we do, did you know they play NFL games on Christmas this year? What? I couldn't believe that. I I was shocked. Christmas Day is for the NBA. Yeah, I thought the NBA had just like the TV rights for the whole day for everything. Exactly. There was a a college bowl game on, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. I get it. I can do that. But you're also putting the Vikings and the Saints on Christmas? Nah, nah. I'd rather have a Christmas Eve game. Ooh. Sitting at home watching it, but uh, not a creature was stirring. Yeah, not even a mouse or a little men's mouse. In the NFL this week, it all starts on Thursday, which might be tonight or it might have been yesterday. It's the Patriots at the LA Rams on Sunday. I didn't have to look at the maps; I could just tell by looking at the games exactly which ones we'd get on television. Yeah, it's not Detroit. hard. <laughs> on Fox at one o'clock, we get Minnesota at Tampa Bay, and on CBS, we get Houston at Chicago. And at four twenty-five on Fox, the Lions host Green Bay. Sunday Night Football is Pittsburgh at Buffalo. And Monday Night Football features Baltimore at Cleveland. 
No Tuesday or Wednesday night football as of this recording. In college football, not a lot to get excited about this weekend. No? Friday night, 7 o'clock, ESPN, Arizona State at Arizona. Saturday, we already know Michigan, Ohio State's canceled. 3.30 on ESPN, you got Michigan State at Penn State. The Land Grant Trophy. Man, have you ever seen that trophy? It is hideous. It's like you and I made it in shop class. (laughs) Saturday, 3.30 on ABC, number 17, UNC, takes on number 10, Miami. Saturday night, 7 o'clock on ESPN, you have LSU at number 6, Florida. And Saturday night, primetime on ABC, number 20, USC at UCLA. Not a lot of good games. No. All right, call your shot prediction of the week. Last week I said the Heartbreak Hotel would make their playoff push and we'd be knocking on some doors, and then Ben Ketzel blew up and went for 135 points, and here we are on the outside looking in. So that's fine. Oh, yeah, you predicted that you would not cater the draft. Oh, and I was right. And you are not catering the draft, so congrats. Something I predict this week, I think the playoffs are going to be pretty chalk. I think of the four matchups, only one will feature an upset of a team that's not the clear favorite. Do you want to double down and call your upset? My prediction for this coming week, and I agree with you, I think there is going to be a lot of chalk, but I think Corpy is going to get absolutely, completely steamrolled this week by Dave. I have on our sheet here that he's going to lose by 15. I've changed my mind. He's going to lose by at least 25 points this week. I think he is going to get absolutely blown out. I will take Corpy plus 22.5 for a filet of fish. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. So next Wednesday, yep. there'll be a filet of fish sitting here if I lose. Sure. But if I win, you better walk in with one. Uh, right. I'm not going to tell you how old it is. Oh, but. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that concludes the program this week. Good luck to all the teams in the playoffs. Um, I get that big matchup against Welly. That'll be exciting. And I get to play Jay Clark in his own league. So he's yeah. the number one seed. It's exciting. I'll be right. the eight knocking out the one, and he's going to win 500 bucks in the chopping block. So he can afford a loss in his own league. Maybe. Thanks for listening each and every week. Uh, we really appreciate it. That we uh, have a lot of fun doing this podcast. It's not just talk about how good my team is. It's to keep everybody updated uh, with everything going on in the leagues and just uh, try to keep the trash talk going. Fantasy football is nothing without the camaraderie and the trash talk. So, of course, we're going to make fun of you guys each and every week. But, you know, we don't mean it. Not, not all of it. Some of it. No offense kind of thing. Yeah, we're not saying it to make you mad. Exactly. We're just saying to prove our point that we're better than you. And this year it took a global pandemic to make you better than us. So just remember the last three years were very exciting. Whoever to our new champion, I wish you the best. You have to buy your own damn ring though. Good night.